With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. At Lowe's, we know you can get the job done faster if you don't have to stop and come into the store all the time. That's why we've updated our app with your business in mind. With the app, you can build quotes, easily reorder your supplies, track orders, and much more. So you can get everything you need right away, stay on the job, finish it, and get started on the next one. Download the app today. Because Lowe's knows time is money. Lowe's knows pros. Hello, hello, and welcome to another gameplay podcast. On this episode, we're going to be talking player reviews, plenty of huge players released recently, as well as the post-patch changes we've made as a result of a different gameplay feel at the moment, and we'll be talking time finishing cutbacks and plenty more. I'm your host, Ben. You're listening to the Foot Weekly Podcast out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts from, and made possible by the pod's patron supporters. Hello, and welcome to week 20 on this podcast we actually don't have japes it's his birthday on day of recording so happy birthday to him but we do have uh, richard buckley e-world cup commentator welcome to the pod thank you very much for the invite as always ben i feel like it's been a, a turbulent week of team of the year we've had some <laughs> some outstanding and some some bad and uh so what's what's the damage for you emotional <laughs> i mean fifa point wise probably like 84,000-ish points right. for no blues, but I weren't really expecting blues from the FIFA points. It was sort of a, a shortcut to get gold rares to then put into upgrades. Mm. And then from the upgrade packs, one blue for about, I don't even know, maybe two, two, uh, 250, maybe 300 upgrades. Wow. And we walked away with one. That's how, that's how rough it can be. And our next guest... As I explained on the content podcast, similarly rough. We've got uh, Brammers here, who's a, a game critic and consultant. And uh, yeah, you can share in a bit more misery, I think. Yeah, absolutely. I'm. I, it's been, like like you said, we talked about it on the other pod, but um, uh, I did about 150 save packs. Uh, I used the trick to find out from the web app how many upgrades you opened. And it was like 
no exaggeration, around 400 of the premium ones and at least 300 of the other ones. And no blues. Uh, the mm. best thing I got was uh, honorable mention, Jonathan David was probably the most valuable and best card that I managed to get. Wow. Oh, and I bought FIFA points as well. So like, it's been a complete and utter, <laughs> an utter travesty and disaster. Uh, but, you know, I, ha- I had coins anyway, so I was doing it for fun and, and I was able to buy some at least. So that's helped me wipe away some of the tears. Yeah, at least you're able to give some sound advice on the supporter content podcast about grinding upgrades. But uh, we will move on to our next guest, very much a gameplay expert. Been on the podcast plenty of times, previously a pro now, mainly content coaching runners. Yeah, uh, thanks for having me, Ben. Yeah, nowadays I'm pretty much a jack of all trades, I feel. You know, just doing a bit of this, a bit of that, but yeah, mainly yeah. coaching. As for my team year pack luck, actually, I, I did lie because I actually forgot, right? So after champs, actually, I did get Donnarumma in oh, one okay. of my That's reward packs. Good, so that was like 200k, so that wasn't too bad. But uh, yeah, other than that, a lot of upgrades, just nothing. Um, I have team year Kimi in my team, and I feel like I'm the only person that's actually bought the card. Um, <laughs> but yeah, other than that, pretty pretty abysmal pack luck. Yeah, well, I won't mention my own luck getting Team of the Year Marquinhos uh, in the first pack I opened when the defenders came out, and we'll move swiftly on uh, to player reviews. Uh, what are your thoughts, runners, on the Team of the Year players or honourable mentions you've used so far? So, well, we'll go with Kimi first. So, Kimi, you might as well get his once watch. Like, he's obviously slightly better, but yeah, I don't know. You don't really notice it unless you played him in like midfield, and maybe you notice it more, mm-hmm. but at right back, might as well just have his once watch. Um, I've Rudiger then beside him, who is mm. phenomenal. Would definitely, definitely recommend the 90. He's so, so good. I mean, he looks it as well. He got a huge agility and balance upgrade that you can definitely feel as well. Mm. Other than that, used, yeah, Marquinhos, who is mm. unbelievable, as expected. Kante, unbelievable. Cancelo, unbelievable. Jorginho, pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, I definitely think he's still worse than like Kante or Cancelo mm. in midfield. Were you doing that? Because a lot of people have been doing that Cancelo switch into midfield. Yeah, I use it a bit. I, I love him. I think he's mm. unreal in midfield. I, I need <laughs> to get him back, to be honest. Because uh, I'm, I'm just going to do that again. Because now I'm back to like Awa and like his SVC at midfield. And he's just so mm. much worse nowadays. He feels yeah. so outdated. But yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Oh yeah, and Timonia Messi. Who, um, yeah, he's just like... You know, gold Messi really yeah. it's faster. N- nothing yeah. else is Richard, you mentioned Team of Year Messi last week and said you'd sold him to raise funds for other things. What did you end up doing with those funds? Well, they're currently sapped. I've been bidding on Mr. Sue himself, uh, CR7, as he came out as the 12th man. But I'm in a little bit of a dilemma because with the team as it is at the moment, I need a a striker, a wide player, whether that's in a 4-4-2 as a wide mid or in a 4-2-3-1 as a wide cam, and then also a CDM. Mm. So I don't know if I want to go like Cristiano Ronaldo, team of the year, who's like 6.7 million, and then sort of skimp out on a CDM and then a wide player, or maybe balance the coins a little bit more. And I say balance, like, like it's like it's a bad thing, but maybe go for like a an informed Mbappe potentially, or maybe a headliners Mbappe. Because I've heard a lot, I've heard unbelievable things about CR7, but also Mbappe just is ridiculous. So I'm sort of in a internal debate at the moment with myself while the coins are constantly dwindling down because I'm doing upgrade packs. So, but I'm in a lose loser really. 
because whoever I do buy, I'll just think, what could mm. have been? But no, I, I've not played with any other team of the years uh, since the last time out. I've actually been away dog-sitting for my brother for the last four days. Yeah. So everything's been on the companion app yeah. on my phone. I mean, was he a, a good boy? That's the main question. Yes, they were very good. Yeah, always good. And uh, moving on to something I wanted to briefly chat about, something people will probably be interested in, even though for me and probably everyone else, it's kind of like comparing hotels in Hawaii. I'm not going to be able to afford either, but it's nice to think about. Um, runners, who's better, Ronaldo, Team of the Year, or Mbappe? Yeah, it's a good question. I, I think this Ronaldo is. Okay. He, he seems pretty ridiculous now, to be honest. But, I mean, so is Mbappe. Like, you're not going to go wrong at all. And I think there's minimal difference, really. Mm. No, I think the heading and, and the left foot shooting. Right, so I do think Ronaldo's weak foot and that team in the year is still definitely better than like Mbappe's left foot, mm. but it's just marginal differences. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. And then, Bramas, who have you managed to get hold of and give a try? Well, so I talked a little bit about Jorginho and we talked about Cancelo and stuff on the other pod. So I talked about Kevin De Bruyne. A while ago, I packed the team of the week, the 92 rated, mm. and I had been using him as a left CM in the 4-1-2-1-2 narrow. And I just, I love that card. Like his five-star weak foot is really useful for for all sorts of passing scenarios. Um, I love doing a, a little Berbatov spin to get away from uh, defenders or whoever's near me. Um, and his uh, just shooting from range, his finesse shot type stuff, he would always be cracking him in. So I was like, well, how much of an upgrade can this team of the year actually be? And over the course of a weekend league, like I, I don't think I can go back now. I'm actually honestly tempted to use the the team of the week in a in an SBC or something because I just don't think I'll go back. Wow. I mean he's faster obviously, but it's just uh, I think the thing I really noticed was his physical presence felt much greater. He's always been quite good at getting the ball back, but uh, with a shadow, which is what I was using, he's now he's gone from like seventy seven interceptions on the inform to ninety three. Defensive awareness is now ninety instead of seventy four. Standing tackle ninety one instead of seventy six. So like obviously he's a lot better at that kind of stuff. He's got 99 stamina now, which is just his base stat. Which mm. is great. Um, and uh, strength and aggression, 84, 87. So he's, he just feels like an absolute unit now, which is great. Like you want him to actually be able to stand up to a tackle. And I think that was what it was starting to feel like he was, the inform was failing to do a little bit. Uh, so yeah, it just feels like I've, um, I've supercharged my Kevin De Bruyne. Uh, and if you like using Kevin De Bruyne in this game, then you will know that the idea of a supercharged version is um, is very appealing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a good one. Um, I'm going to put forward the, the supercharged Kante team of the year, which is mm. actually just putting Marquinhos at CDM, putting an engine on him. And I was comparing <laughs> the stats and I mean... There's a what a million and a bit coin difference, maybe even more than that. How much is Kante at the moment? Uh, oh, Kante's expensive. Oh yeah, he's he's more than double the price of Marquinhos. Uh, but yeah, if you put an engine on Marquinhos, he becomes a pretty good ball player. Like his passing is maxed out, and um, he's got I, don't know, I think nearly ninety agility. What is his agility? Eighty six agility with an engine, ninety balance. Um, but he's got ninety dribbling, ninety three ball control. I think that the dribbling is maybe the only area that Kante actually beats him on. Everything else, I would say that. Uh, Marquinhos is going to win on um, apart from maybe a bit of pace but but not a massive amount and uh, played him in the pivot role in a midfield three um, for the whole of finals uh, he played extremely well I think the maybe only downside is sometimes if he's getting pressed he's not quite as quick on the turn as someone like Kante would be but I'm comparing him here with uh, the stats on a team like Kante and most defensive midfielders are not going to be as good on the ball as this Marquinhos with an engine 
And his passing was really, really effective. Yeah, he's got three-star weak foot, but to be honest, his passing's so strong that that doesn't really matter that much. He's obviously really useful on corners and things like that because he's got some extra height and he wins balls if people want to lob them forward into that midfield area. He'll he'll head them away, head them down. And he just sort of you know has that magnetic ability that these players with really high defensive stats have where he just sort of latch onto loose balls, any interceptions, he'll just stick a leg out and get to them. And I think... Having got him and him being one of the most valuable players in my team, running a road to glory, I felt like he was really wasted at centre-back because he's he's a phenomenal centre-back, absolutely amazing. But I actually don't think he's going to be that much of a game-changer there considering there are, are a lot of very good centre-backs around anyway that you can pick up on the market. So yeah, I was really pleased with that. It worked really well and um, yeah, would strongly recommend. And on that, Joe DW was asking what are setups are what players were enjoying particularly and I guess also it might be interesting to speak about what tactical setups we're going for if if that's notable too I know we've had the patch recently whether any changes we've made as a result of that in terms of our setups I know Richard you talked a bit about this last week actually but yeah Randers have you made any changes to your team particularly is there anything you're thinking about now a bit more post-patch well I was using 442 before the patch mm. but the way i attacked essentially was you'd go down the line right and then you try like cut it back in with a dream pass into like the box or the edge of the box mm. and that was just so easy right you, you didn't even have to think about it you just naturally do it and you know if you messed up the pass it would just kind of bounce back to you <laughs> and, and now uh not only does the pass not work most of the times but even if it it does like then you can't do it i a following pass right so i've completely switched to a 4231 and a 41212 narrow uh kind of depending on what my opponent's like i use the 4231 if i'm playing like a pro or somebody like at a high level mm-hmm. um and then i played a narrow if i can tell i'm visibly better than the guy i'm playing to kind of try and blitz them mm. but ultimately true balls don't really get intercepted but gym passes and normal passes are just so weak compared to how strong interceptions are. Mm. And I feel like playing through the middle is very difficult um, against somebody who kind of sits deep and is really good. So what I do is literally just do a true ball to pretty much anybody, whether it's a wide cam, a striker, just to try and get in behind and gain ground and try to get off a fast attack. And I'm happy with losing the ball trying that. Uh, whereas before I would have you know tried to build it up and I would be very annoyed if I lost possession but now I don't even want possession because I feel like I can't do much with it and I'd rather actually just play for the counter-attack yeah and then I guess also fast players defensive midfield that kind of thing yeah pretty much um, and then I'm just using direct passing and do you have one player when you're playing the narrow who can play both wide and in midfield or something like that or? yeah so well I just use Messi as a center mid in the narrow uh, okay it's uh, because his passing is so strong mm. Does it, I mean, is he okay defensively? I guess if you're playing like lesser opponents, maybe it doesn't matter. Yeah, so sort of. I mean, I get away with it. Mm-hmm. But I feel like, once again, after the patch, you'd be surprised at the interceptions attackers can make, mm-hmm. especially in the right position. They really do just get the ball nowadays, so it's actually not a concern. And people weren't particularly happy about you know, the driven pass simulator as it was before. And through balls haven't been buffed. They're just more popular because... Uh, driven passes are less effective as a, a method of creating chances. Uh, do you think that's a step in the right direction or, or how do you feel about this change? Well, well my issue really was that they didn't um, compensate 
So they obviously did a big defensive adjustment, buffing interceptions, nothing driven pass. But, you know, I did nothing offensively to compensate, which kind of just made the game a bit more defensive overall. I think now you're seeing lower score lines, mm. a lot lower than you would have seen before. But, like, at the same time, it was a good patch because the driven pass was overpowered. So it's just a tough one because it did need to get patched. But I feel like it was just too heavy a defensive patch all in one go without adding anything offensively. It's a shame, isn't it? Because I think people have been saying the driven pass is too strong since about week one or two, right? So had the patch come a month or two afterwards, you'd be like, oh, well, that's all right. Because in a month or two's time, we'll get another patch, which, you know, maybe does a bit of a nerf even to through balls, but maybe buffs uh, some other passing options and you know other ways of attacking to to help but obviously we're kind of past that point to a certain extent like you know i mean we're quite far into the cycle now so yeah those changes would need to come quickly really like even if it was like a left stick dribbling buff or like attacking ai buff you know those sort of things that kind of have struggled for a few years now like they're not really that great would have been nice and i think the other issue is yeah we we got to january playing the driven pass kind of strategy all year right so now you've got mm. a whole player base that for the last four months have just spammed driven passes so now people are thinking oh how do i actually play this game without yeah. it you know so you're having to relearn kind of the game to an extent yeah inevitably you know people are disgruntled because you're having to relearn the game almost to an extent as you say and normally that happens throughout the cycle as we have multiple title updates that have a more significant impact uh, like this recent one and we haven't really had that i feel so it's been a bit different i think one of the things that i would say although uh, maybe not that happy with where passing is i was saying on the supporter gameplay pod last week that actually i don't think it's affected me too much because i was playing a lot in the wide areas anyway which is an area where you don't see many of the interceptions that you're going to see in the center of the pitch but i do think a real positive of this patch actually has been the depth increase it hasn't been a huge factor but it certainly helps in terms of uh, now playing press after possession loss which I wasn't able to do before that defensive tactic feels fairly viable um, and I prefer to play that if I can because it's more fun the games are more intense and also I think it catches your opponent out they can't get set and I think that is one of the problems with the changes uh, defensively that uh, when set is very hard to break down without properly using the wide areas uh, and we'll talk more about that cutbacks later I think but what I was going to also add is you should feel more confident defensively actually because of those uh, changes to uh, defensive interceptions and not have to commit uh, so many players to your defense when you're going forward so I think if anything really the way things are set up you should be able to be more adventurous um, and be more pressing than you were previously it doesn't seem to have reflected in the way people are playing but that's often the case after a patch because people don't really feel very confident in their defensive ability, especially with the uh, changes to uh, assisted to manual jockey, uh, which we've talked about before. But yeah, Brammers, how have you been finding things post-patch? So I write uh, guide content for Red Bull and some other places occasionally. And I talked to Footwiz Jamodo last week and he was telling me, oh, I used to use the 4-1-2-1-2 narrow and now I've had to switch to the 4-4-2, get more width and whatever. And I was like, oh no. I, I use the 41212 narrow. I'm going to be screwed. But that just hasn't really been my experience. And I don't know whether that's just because like, I'm playing, obviously, somewhat a different game of FIFA to you guys in that, you know, I got uh, 13 wins in Weekend League this week for the first time ever uh, this cycle. And it was a, a bit of a strain. So I'm like, you know, I'm a, a, a little bit below uh, some of the discussion. But basically, I 
whilst I wasn't able to rely on driven passes to kind of lazily get myself out of defense or whatever, I was still able to do a lot of the stuff that I love doing in FIFA, like using skills, using Berber spins on midfielders and looking, just looking, always looking for angles. I, I still use the explosive acceleration thing with my fullbacks and wide CMs to go past the first line and then try and move it into the cam and that kind of stuff. And, and that all still works. Defensively, uh, I think I'm probably still just trying to stay compact and deal with them in the middle of the pitch as much as possible because everyone's got really insane attackers now. So if they get anywhere near my penalty area, I start getting really worried. Mm. But uh, the, yeah, I mean, the only other things I've really noticed um, are people using crosses and headers more, um, which, I mean, we talked about it on the other pod, but you know, either that's people trying new things because the old tactics aren't working or, or something else. But um, mm. so I, I've been benefiting, I think, from having taller fullbacks um in Darmian and and I was using base Vieira this weekend at left back um <laughs> you can probably guess why <laughs> yeah, yeah and um yeah like other than that uh it, it feels like my ways of scoring I'm still using uh finesse shots from the CMs quite a lot I'm still playing those early crosses to the back post where the striker often pulls away from the center back in space and can actually bring the ball down or volley it yeah through balls are a very useful double tap passes double tap through balls that kind of stuff, but like tactically, I've now I've I've always found when I, when I actually get into a into a kind of a formation that suits the way I defend, then I can just kind of do all sorts of any kind of combinations I want trying to go forward. I don't really I don't really feel inhibited by the changes they've made. Mm. And I think again, what you were saying about how at the high level defense is probably a lot better than it is at the low level, and that makes it a lot harder for good players. Um, when they make a change like this, that definitely rings true. Cause I feel like if I was playing people who could defend really well, then I would probably find this patch more frustrating than I do. But most of the time I'm playing people who can defend about as well as I can, which is good some of the time, um, and <laughs> probably not at others. And so, you know, things do get through, but yeah, I, I haven't found that I've really had to change my approach. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. It's going to be different for different people. I think that's what's come out so far. You know, some people find it quite different others aren't and uh, there's a bit of a difference between old and next gen as well i think but richard anything to add uh, from a regular player or pro perspective perhaps as well for the pros it's such a drastic change that you've got to completely rework how you're playing you've got to relearn um i've seen players using the winter wildcard zlatan as a center mid looking for back post crosses i think we might be going down that path where crossing becomes a really viable uh, avenue to score goals, especially where we are in tight games and there's not a lot of room. Firing crosses to team of the year, CR7 at the back post or Janola or Zlatan or whoever it might be very well could become something that we see more and more. So, yeah, I, I understand the frustration, but from probably the, the casual side of it, I, I definitely think the the driven passes, look, we ha they had to get nerfed. It, it, were becoming, mm. it, it were becoming very route one, wasn't it? Like, that's how most of the games went. You get down the wings, you threw, uh, you driven pass inside, and then you either look for that extra pass or you do a skill move and shoot. Mm. I'm still learning the new patch. It's taken a little bit of an adjustment period. I think formation changes across the board, and I'm looking forward to it. I think these new team of the year players as well will help, sort of guide the guide the new patch because they are so good. Like that's team of the year CR7 could dictate the meta if he's unbelievable in the air everyone's going to go out and buy team of the scr7 and start crossing it to the back post well yeah and the regular gold isn't even that expensive anymore and it's just as good in the air pretty much in yep. terms of heading accuracy and jumping so 
could see that becoming more popular too. Interesting to see how it pans out. We've got plenty more to talk about in the second half, including time finishing, creating chances and plenty more. So we'll be back in just a moment. So as you might be aware, thanks to the pod's patron supporters, Foot Weekly is available twice a week when it's ready and everywhere in the world. That isn't the case, though, for every show. With services like Netflix, different shows are available in different regions and at different times, too. And this is where NordVPN comes in. Their ultra-fast VPN service allows me to access content from over 59 countries by changing my virtual location with one click, meaning I can travel the world virtually and access shows that would normally be region locked. It's not just TV shows and films though, I've even used it on social media to access goal videos that would have been blocked otherwise. Also, more seriously, particularly if you're accessing any unsecured networks, maybe you're traveling in an airport or something like that, it can be huge for protecting you from any potential cyber threats. So if you'd like speed, security, and access to more content, then grab your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com FUT or use the code FOOT to get 70% off your NordVPN plan plus one additional month for free. It's also risk-free with NordVPN's 30-day money-back guarantee. Right, that's the end of the break. Let's get back into the pod. So getting back into it after the break, there was something I wanted to bring up, which I was thinking about after the first part is the 4 and 2 on 2 narrow we talked about it quite a bit but it seems very mixed post patch whether it is actually better worse or and, and particularly because people were thinking well if interceptions in the center of the pitch are better yeah it might be better defensively but it's going to be pretty weak going forward because a player is going to get picked off uh, more easily is that why ran you haven't really been using it against say pro or similar ability players well for me i think it's probably the lack of defense the way i have it set up because with messi at that center mid spot he's he's flying forward as well so i really just like attack you fast and kind of pray i can get away with it defensively um so obviously against somebody good i won't quite get away with it but i mean once again that, that's the way i have it set up there are a lot of pros using the four and two and two just as their go-to formation right so you can definitely do that it's just me personally i've got quite an attacking setup um just to kind of blitz through those champs games to save me some time yeah it has been an interesting one because we talked about it quite a bit as being a problem formation for a lot of people over the course of this cycle and Mm. i think things have changed because now with direct passing maybe being slightly less effective when uh, you have your opponent play maybe a higher depth to push those attackers out of the box it doesn't work quite so well as the offside trap but it's, it's definitely helping and there are various other factors like uh, the nerve to driven passes better interceptions in the center of the pitch and the fact that actually as i was saying before now playing press after possession loss i've found that it does tighten that midfield area against that formation and mean that you pretty immediately get players marking their midfielders which can help a lot with stopping the counter and i think one of the things that really changed it for me was playing uh, this 4-3-2-1 that Hugh had put into the tactic bank, but having one full back on stay back and the other on join the attack. And you have then a back three, which matches up nicely with their front triangle, but then you can also exploit the width. Uh, you can even use hug sideline if you want to. But the problem with hug sideline against that is that it can open up that space between the fullback and the centre back, uh, even if it's going forward. But then when you transition into defence, uh, that gap may still be there but i found it very helpful to do that and i do think there's a lot more potential for being more aggressive against uh, the narrow formations than there was previously which is i think a positive i don't know bram as you've been playing the four and two one two 
narrow a lot. Yeah. And you still find it works. I think like what you're saying makes a lot of sense. Like if I was dealing with that as a set system that I was trying to attack into, I would probably have to be quite inventive to find ways through it. But I think because I'm usually usually in FIFA, you're you're trying to attack into a team that's in transition, um, where everyone's trying to move back into position or whatever. And and in those scenarios, I, I just I try to confuse their attempts to adapt. Like I move a player up and then I wait to see them play a switch to the guy near me and then I immediately burba spin so then they're screwed and they have to play a switch again. That kind of thing. Mm. And I just don't let them get set, really. Um, just try and drag them this way and that. And if they do get set, you know, just switch the play. It's just always trying to just drag them around the pitch. Now, like I say, uh, if if a very good defender was using what you're describing, it would probably nullify a lot of what I'm talking about. But when I'm playing people who are who have like rushed forward with their fullback most of the pitch, and then they lose the ball to Damian, and then I just ping it across to. Vieira or whoever and start rampaging up that side of the pitch like they're all over the place mm. and uh it just doesn't feel like you're playing into that it feels like you're just you're you're watching I'm watching anyway to see who their player switching to so I can annoy them by <laughs> turning inside out and <laughs> moving on to the next guy and that kind of thing yeah and I'm always there's like two or three different passes I'm always looking for as well the 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 driven pass across the box from the wing uh, to sort of the opposite side which despite the changes to driven pass it still evades a lot of backtracking defenders quite quite well and gets you to the cam or one of the strikers. And then there's that more um more diagonal pass from kind of the just inside the opposing half on the wing to the edge of the box. And it it honestly, even just with a normal through pass, like quite a heavy one, once you've cut inside, if there's that channel open with your striker still running in there because the defenses still drop stupidly deep, the ball just you just ping it through there and and it will go to your attacker and you can hit it first time. And I'm running like Ginola and Player of the Month Salah, and they always just are in mm. that space and can just get a shot on goal. And even yeah. if it doesn't get go in, you know, you've got a corner out of it. So Yeah, no, it makes sense. It's good to have that perspective as well. Let us move on to this question here. Actually comes in from someone you know, I believe, runners, uh, Grog. Yeah. And he says, probably discussed on a previous pod, actually not too much this cycle. He says, is time finishing worth uh, learning for all shooting situations especially for weak foot finishing i've never really paid much attention to the mechanic in previous titles i'm currently running forwards that all have four star weak foot i was thinking of learning the mechanic for some consistent shooting on the weak foot i've only really seen it used against me for finesse shots outside the box from what i've been told though it's apparently much easier to do this cycle and yeah there is this window which is a bit more lenient this cycle which does help and also is effective i think they've got the balance quite good this cycle in past cycles it hasn't been useful at all i think and uh, when it was first introduced it was way too strong so runners yeah what are your thoughts on time finishing yeah i think especially for the weak foot finishing right you, you'll see it mainly on like an mbappe just a good example i have on his left foot like if you green a shot on his left it's considerably better than non-timed on his right in my opinion mm. so like yeah it, it is definitely worth learning the problem is I still think it's a steep learning curve and it's kind of late in the year to start learning it. But I mean, you definitely can and you definitely should. It'll 100% make you a better player long term. It's just whether you'll be able to put up with, you know, maybe having a one-on-one -on -one that probably would have went in anyways, but now you've read time to shot and it's missed <laughs> and then you lose the game in extra time, you know? So it's one of those, but yeah, definitely worth learning. Yeah, the one thing I would say is if people want to learn it, but not in a particularly risky way, is just to start whenever you take a shot from distance or that you think it's low percentage, try and time that, but err on the side of that second press coming later. So if you do it, 
a bit later on it ends up being no timing impact at all and it's just a normal shot yeah. uh, it's only if you do it slightly early you get the yellow one and if you do it uh, much too early you'll get a red one and both of those are worse than a normal shot but if you time it later then there's no punishment essentially so especially for shots from distance uh, ones that aren't going to be uh, so high percentage i think it could be worth doing them in that situation and also uh, you can make it easier for yourself ideally you're looking out for when the player makes contact with the ball for the shot whether it's with their head or foot or or any other part of the body and then when they do make contact you're pressing it the second time but you can also go into the pause menu and under trainer if you turn on show mechanics then you'll get this colored bar appearing above the player when they shoot and it will help you with the timing i think just aside from effectiveness it is a really satisfying mechanic and fun mechanic to learn to be honest Uh, there's just a good feeling when you get that green timing and the ball goes in when it probably wouldn't have if you hadn't done it Uh, richard do you tend to to do time finishing typically uh, i'll time the finish shots um, in around the box Mm. but inside the box I don't know. It's almost like the potential of not timing it green means that I just don't time at all. Like, yeah. As in timing yellow or red, I guess, is the, is the real yeah. problem. Yeah. So I'll just take the normal shot and uh, and not go for the time finish, especially inside the box. Mm. I found as well on PS5, on next gen, there's a few more like extra touches, I think, with hypermotion that your player will take. Like he'll you'll be powering up the shot and then there might just be like one frame, for example, that will throw it out. Whereas on the old gen, mm. it might just be all placebo, but it felt it felt a lot easier to time those shots because it was almost like as soon as you're powering it up, you knew exactly where the, the shot was going to then register. Mm. Might be more kind of forced animation, essentially, like not as disruptive. Yeah, I think that's true, actually. So, I mean, I guess that means if you're on old gen, even more reason to give it a go because it's going to be easier to time Absolutely. it potentially yeah uh Brambles, what about you Do, have you uh, been timing shots no i've so when they introduced that mechanic i can't remember which fifa it was um i i had it turned on um for the first like few weeks um and i just couldn't get my head around it i i thought i understood how it worked but it never seemed to work for me and i watched some streamer and uh and uh, and they said oh i don't use that uh um just turn it off and i thought oh my god i could just turn it off <laughs> so i turned it off and I've, I've never turned it back on. And now you guys are making me want to turn it on. And, and I'm wondering if that's just going to plunge me into a whole new world of pain. You know what? We talk about, you know, effective things a lot. I also just think it's really fun, to be honest. I think if, it if, sounds if you're fun. getting to that point in the cycle but, where you've tried plenty of things and you're kind of, you know, not learning anything new. And I know people like to master things who listen to this podcast and, and learn something. It's something you can learn and it'll actually make a difference. So uh, I think I think it's worth turning on just to give it a try. Yeah, all right. Okay. I mean, do you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go and turn it on after this. Yeah, this can be... I, I've had my Foot Champions monathon journey, so this can be my new journey yeah, yeah. for the rest of FIFA, <laughs> learning how to, to time shots. Uh, the, the, I think the thing that takes an adjustment is when, you know, you're spamming shoot in the box, um, which is what... I would right. have always done before time finishing came in. And obviously that can easily lead to you quickly pressing it and so red timing a shot. Yeah. So that is probably, uh, you know, uh, an adjustment, um, especially if you're, you know, doing a cutback or something, it can be tricky, but you just have to kind of back yourself to time it at the right time um, and not like spam it. Um, you can press it multiple times, just not that close together, I guess. Um, so yeah, the next question I wanted to come to is Scorecase saying, 
I often concede cutbacks in the box. Very hard to defend, but I have problems creating cutback goals myself. My players are not well placed for scoring somehow, whereas my opponents seem to have so many passing options in the same situations. Are there any instructions suitable to exploit cutbacks in the box? My formation is 4-2-2-2, um, and I've got to get in behind on the strikers. Uh, yeah, runners, I don't really have any thoughts on that. I often play players who are ridiculously good at cutbacks, and it feels like they'll get to the byline and they seem to have a guaranteed goal every time where even though I'm seemingly positioned okay, they they find a player. So I think this comes out the defense, not the offense, because I feel like you're just trusting in the attacking eye pretty much. But the, the way to defend it, you have to pick a center back is the thing. And you have to mm-hmm. second man press with the fullback on the ball mm-hmm. carrier and then cover the passing lane. I think that's the best way to do it. Um, or you, if you back yourself, you can like try cover him one on one. But if they do any sort of skill and then get past you, you pretty much conceded. So you basically positioning the centre back while you second man mm-hmm. press uh, yeah. with R one RB. Uh, I don't know around the six yard box, kind of edge of this uh, six yard box. Yeah, just anywhere like on that byline, have the second man press, and then your centre back is literally just covering like the pass there. Seems yeah, most likely. so just beyond where the keeper can't get to, I guess, mm-hmm. or, or literally, because the thing that I guess is difficult is to work out where that player cutting it back is going to play the ball to, um, if there are multiple players in the box, right? So, yeah, it, I, I would just cover like the nearest person because, yeah, it, okay, yeah, if it goes to like the second striker, say, um, it's probably not going to get true cleanly. I feel yeah, yeah. so. Yeah, and then you're using, I guess, LT or L2 to just jockey, and that's it, rather than any other modifiers. Yeah, I'd just be using L2 because the only time you'd be using R2 anyway is if like it was very fast to mm. increase your pace. Like, so it's going to be pretty stagnant, and it's patience, right? So. Like a lot of the time, you might just be standing there with the second man press, and you're kind of just standing covering the passing lane, and you just have yeah, to stand yeah. there. Like uh, people might cover it for a second, and then kind of get bored, and then try switch and try press. If you literally just stand there, like they have to make the play, right? Mm. They're gonna lose the ball if they don't. Uh, whereas a lot of defenders just get hasty and will give up the space to try and press, and then they'll just pass it past you. Yeah, and actually, as a point about this. And interceptions generally, which is worth making, which is the title update, which hasn't come out on consoles yet. There's only one thing in it, but it's meant to help in terms of those interceptions where it just goes through the player anyway, you know, get in the way and then the ball sort of squeezes through them and comes out the other side. So hopefully players are going to be better at intercepting in that sense. I mean, it was one of those things where sometimes it might benefit the attacker, sometimes it might not. Um, but I, I think that would be a positive for a lot of people and uh, removing some of that inconsistency. Uh, but the other thing to say in terms of inconsistency with jockeying is, again, highlighting the fact that some people may have been on assisted jockey by accident because of that being an offline setting they'd set up and then that had carried over to online, but now they've fixed it so that everyone playing online is using manual jockey. And that might mean that your jockey speed is now very much manual, whereas before it was slowing down or finding the right speed as you got closer to a defender. So it is more important to use the L2 or left trigger jockey on its own without the sprint button because you are going to end up just sliding about basically and going too far yeah the only time i ever was in like used r2 is like if my opponent is sprinting to just match mm. them but otherwise if you do it you're literally just gonna go flying and <laughs> they're just gonna walk yeah, past yeah, you like yeah. so it's really not worth it exactly yeah it's a good point to make and then in terms of actually scoring cutbacks yeah so i think the chance really is created if you can just get either past the fullback or to like one of the sides of them 
Um, so I would try to just get past them, like just try fake them and go past them. But if I can't, I'd just do like pretty much any skill move to try and just create enough space. Because what's really effective as well is the Lakukata pass, right? So you can't cancel a Lakukata this year, but you can pass midway through it. So mm. if you start performing the Lakukata and then just like spam X or A to pass, um, it'll pass like mid animation, and it'll, so it'll create the gap really fast and pass it through before you can react as a defender, and then that ball will go through. Mm. Sneaky. Um, and how are you feeling about this, Richard? Is it something that you're uh, good at? Do you feel you uh, have a little bit of a knack to it, or have the knack of it? I think it's all about the situation, really. Like. As uh, as Ryan said, when you get in that area, the, the main thing you want to do is just be patient. Like, mm. don't hammer it across just because you're like eight yards out from goal. Because um, if there's no player there, it's just going to turn over possession, and you might even get counterattacked on. So I sometimes like even a dead stop inside the box and just standing up and waiting. I've also found when you get into those areas, if you're driving towards the byline, everyone expects you to cut back. So sometimes just even further dribbling onto the byline and going down the line itself is a like a really viable way of getting further into the box. Mm. And I've also scored some crazy shots at the near post. So if you've got like a really good attacker who's got shot power in particular, like 90 plus, sometimes, I mean, the worst thing you're going to do is get a corner from it. The best thing you either score or you might get a deflection off the goalkeeper, you might get a rebound. So if you are in that position where you're you're inside the box and you're close to goal, but you're looking for a cutback and it's not on, just just take the shot. Mm. Um, it's better than getting tackled and, and turning over possession. But yeah, I think it, it's very much situational. Yeah, you're totally right. I mean, it's a lot about patience, isn't it? And knowing that you're in control, they're the ones that should be panicking, not you. And I think a lot of people get in there, they start panicking because they realise it's an important situation or, or a situation where they should be doing something. And that means they rush it or don't take their time. And I think experiment with your r1 rb uh, dribble and uh, l1 lb dribble to pull it back and and you'll have uh, definitely more success in the box by as you say taking your time um tom would you have anything yourself to add to this yeah not really a lot to add i mean rich said most of the stuff i do i, I definitely find just stopping and watching and letting the other person do stuff is uh is very good on attack and defense hmm. and i a second just go to the byline like really the whole way to the byline because they they generally don't back you to do it and so they leave a space and they for some reason people are really hesitant to tackle you even though it's clearly just going to be a corner mm. so they want to save the corner or whatever but like once you've got it to within about three yards of the goal like there's something on so i think the, the guys covered it very well yeah and um oh actually quickly runners the double tapped a or x pass you know standard pass is that something you're using for cutbacks too or so it's uh, I do it as like a distance based thing. So if I'm like okay. close enough, yeah, I will. Um, but if I'm yeah. still a bit further out, I'll driven it. Mm. And a point about you know the nerf to driven passes generally, I wouldn't shy away from the lob pass, especially with the R1 and L1 or RB and LB modifiers. They can actually work in place of driven passes in some cases over longer distances so that's worth bearing in mind yeah on that i think we are ready to wrap up this podcast we've gone through a lot but if you have any questions comments tips yourself then do send them in at footweekly pod on twitter footweekly at mail.com or in the pod priority question channel of the discord richard thank you very much as always for joining us on this pod where can people catch you thank you very much uh 
as always, appreciate the invites, and uh, you can catch all social media at rbuckley98 and the weekly stream uh, on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash rbuckley98. Nice. And, of course, to you, Brammers, thank you very much, as always, for coming on. Good to have you on both podcasts. Yeah, thank you. It's been great. And But you've forgotten something very important, Ben. We haven't said happy birthday to Japes. Yeah, sorry, I did it on behalf of everyone, but didn't give you the opportunity. So, yeah, go for it. Happy birthday, Japes. Nice. Well, thank you very much for coming on, and thank you very much, too, to Ranners. Uh, great gameplay insight, as always. And if people want more, they could go to your YouTube channel or book a coaching session, even. And uh, maybe Brammers will be taking you up on one for... Uh, Time finishing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Ranners and Brammers, it's the, it's the collaboration. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> all I'm saying. <laughs> and it's uh, just Ranners on all social media. All Ranners on everything. Thank you, Ben. Nice. Thank you very much. Thank you very much to all you listeners out there listening along. A reminder, if you haven't subscribed already, you can do so on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast from for a podcast a week. And if you want an extra one, uh, you can support. Just search Support Foot Weekly. It's just £3 a month. Thank you very much to those supporters keeping the podcast going and to those icon patrons. Dave B, Coach Vass, Dougie, Chris W, DJ FIFA Player, Hugh J, Steve C, David S, Matt L, George, Alistair, Alan G, Anthony R, Dominic, Rob P, Pobius, L, Jeff B, Christopher R, Stephen F, Michael, Tom B, Damon H, Nick Jack M, Savage P, Eric T, Roger D, Dan W, Sila P, Matt H, Harry P, Neil P, Adam G, at Pace of a Tortoise, Brian S, Andrew C, Jake G, Michael P, Springford, Zach O, Dominic G, Ruben D, Kraus, Adam R, Andy H, Mikhail L, Orion B, Mindor L, and Tim J. Plus a special thanks to Luke M, Dave B, Hugh J, Tom M, Darren W, and Pato Foot for advice and production assistance. At Lowe's, we know you can get the job done faster if you don't have to stop and come into the store all the time. That's why we've updated our app with your business in mind. With the app, you can build quotes, easily reorder your supplies, track orders, and much more. So you can get everything you need right away, stay on the job, finish it, and get started on the next one. Download the app today. Because Lowe's knows time is money. Lowe's knows pros. Before I leave you though, just one more thing to add. FIFA is a bit like life really. It has its many ups and its many downs. And if you are having a few more downs than ups in real life in these more difficult times, then please don't feel that you're alone or need to struggle on without taking action. If you go to thecalmzone.net, there's loads of resources, advice and support, or even just a chat available to anyone who needs it. If it sounds like it could help you, then head over to thecalmzone.net. And for now, we'll catch you on the next podcast. At Lowe's, we know you can get the job done faster if you don't have to stop and come into the store all the time. That's why we've updated our app with your business in mind. With the app, you can build quotes, easily reorder your supplies, track orders, and much more. So you can get everything you need right away, stay on the job, finish it, and get started on the next one. Download the app today, because Lowe's knows time is money. Lowe's knows pros. Sports Social Podcast Network. 
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.